Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. We believe small actions can have great impact. Take a small action today. Speak to a financial broker about a Zurich pension. Now, first this afternoon, all across the country, people have been changing their Christmas plans and queuing to take advantage of the new all-access vaccine booster campaign. And of course, from 8pm this evening, the shutters will come down on pubs, restaurants, theatres and music venues as the latest round of restrictions kick in. Now, in a moment, we're going to hear how this has been reflected in creches and day centres and we'll hear about the alternative approach being taken by the Netherlands. But first, Drive Time's John Cook has spent the afternoon at a vaccination centre in Galway City from where he joins us now. John. Yes, uh, Sarah, and there have been uh, large crowds coming to the main vaccination centre for Galway in the race course in Ballybridge throughout the day. Uh, they vaccinated uh, 10,000 people over the weekend in the HSC Celta Group, which covers the counties from Galway right up uh, to Donegal. Throughout the country, we're at 1.5 million booster vaccines administered uh, to date with 300,000 in the last seven days. And things have really stepped up uh, since yesterday, in particular, once uh, the accelerated vaccine vaccination programme was extended to those over uh, 40. So uh, pharmacies and vaccinations across the country have been busy throughout today. As I found out, uh, chatting to people, particularly in the lunchtime rush, many people uh, ducking out from work or doing whatever they could to get in and get their boosters, as you'll hear. Very comfortable with it, really. We kind of just feel it's the right thing to do as well, you know. Um, I suppose it's unfortunate in some way that we have to do it, but no no, no qualms about it, really, you know. Things have changed and it's unfortunate, but, you know, we, we want to protect people as much as we can and, it's, you know, we kind of feel we should be taking it. So I've just let out of school to try and get it because, yeah, I think a lot of frustration from people just want to get done and dusted, you know. Do you work in a school? I do, yeah. Teacher? <laughs> yeah. Do you have many students turn up today? Because a lot of people uh, are saying parents might have kept kids home. They're worried yeah, about these figures before Christmas. Few, yeah, quite a few are really anxious about having kids in school because of grandparents and they just want everyone to be safe for Christmas Day. So, you know, you can totally understand it, you uh-huh. know. Yeah, but we're trying to work around it and send work home and stuff, you know. And hoping everyone will be back in January, I think. Yeah. Nobody wants to go online again. Uh-huh. Absolutely not. How do you feel about getting the third jab yourself? Oh, I couldn't go in quick enough. <laughs> Most people in schools are feeling that way. They just want to be safe and back. That'll mean we're all back in January, you know. Like, you have to do our duty, but um, I wouldn't lo- want to be doing this every three months. I was just saying to Aiden, so... <laughs> Is that the way you feel now that this might go... Yeah, well, I suppose, uh, you know, my feeling is the pandemic is probably going to last probably three to five years, I suppose, around the place. But let's hope uh, it doesn't mean a vaccine every every few, you know, months or six months, you know, or whatever. You thought two jabs would have been enough? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I don't really feel like being here, but I feel like I just have to get it over and done with now and try and move on with Christmas as best we can. I do fear... um, students or or schools closing again because that's the biggest impact for me. I have two young kids in school and I also um, lecture in the university so there's a lot of upheaval. Everybody wants to be back in January. Have you sent your kids into school today? Yes I have because I have to work. (laughs) Two working parents, what's what's the alternative? I was good now, got in there nice and quick, about half an hour and relieved to have a gosh now for the Christmas. I would definitely say I feel safer with the vaccine uh, booster and having got maybe even the Pfizer one as well that's even a bonus maybe again you know well I just got the two Moderna previously so uh, you know three 
three doses of Pfizer is supposed to be very strong against Omicron, so maybe one dose is, is a good thing, you know. It was quite quick, getting in and out, that's all sorted for okay. Christmas. You feel sorted for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> you feel safer at least. Yes. Yeah. I'm just wondering when we'll be getting the fourth one, when the next variant hits us, because I don't think this will be the last. Oh, that was super efficient in there. I mean, literally it took a half an hour to get in and get out, so, it's, you know, I thought it was fantastic set up in there. Um, I'm happy to get a booster, you know. I mean, I myself am fine, but I suppose just for the general safety of everybody else I'm around and everything, I think it's, you know, wise to get a booster. Any wild plans for Christmas? (laughs) Only if they happen before 8 o'clock, I suppose. Is that it? I don't know, really. (laughs) I came here to look if I can get my my booster uh, because I'm going to fly to America in two weeks, three weeks. I turned 40 in one month, but I couldn't get the booster. Okay. So well, You're not 40 yet, so you're too young for it, yes. <laughs> yes, like for one month. So you've been turned away today. Are you worried about travelling without the booster vaccine now? Mm, yeah, well, maybe a little bit, but nothing I can do. When I first went in, it was, a bit, it was a bit busy, actually, so we were about kind of, I'd say, 40, 45 minutes out, kind of queuing, and then... Um, once we got inside, it wasn't too bad. Then it moved fairly quick. So it was about an hour in there in total, I'd say. Um, but it was great. It was no problems at all then, like, you know. I actually literally just scraped by myself because I was um, about two days shy um, of getting the, the booster, like, you know what I mean? So I just qualified by two days. So I'm just gone 40. So I said, right, I'm going to do it this side of Christmas. I think a lot of people want to do it this side of Christmas. I, it kind of, suppose, makes them feel a bit safer as well, you know. My wife is pregnant as well, so... That's another reason. Okay. So, Sounds yeah. like there was a uh, low-key 40th birthday celebrations as well as Christmas, was, maybe, is it? It was pretty low-key, very low-key indeed, yeah, exactly. But I'll, I'll make up for next year, don't worry. We all will. Take care. <laughs> Happy Christmas. You too, Merry Bye-bye. Christmas. Mm, hopefully we all will uh, we were saying that last year weren't we John but anyway here we are uh, so that's some of the people getting their booster vaccines in Galway this afternoon and are those clinics then going to continue late into the evening yeah I'll give you a picture of what's happening right around the country uh, Sarah here in Galway it was to continue until 2.30 this afternoon they decided to extend that uh, through to 6 o'clock this evening um, and you will find a lot of these um, times for vaccine centres are changing uh, rapidly over the last day or two because they really are stepping up this accelerated programme and trying to fit in walk-in slots where they can around appointment slots uh, as well that exist still in, in some centres for many people as well. So the advice is to to look up online uh, and uh, or w- when you can show up uh, and there are a lot of options uh, available to you. As you heard, things moving very fast here today. Frank Harburn is the General Manager with the Sale Vaccine Rollout Programme. That's for uh, the centres, as I said, in the six counties from Galway right up to Donegal here in the West and North West. He's not aware of anyone being turned away today, but he said... Uh, uh, things are moving fairly fast in most centres. There is still waiting in some places, and there's, there's certainly queues in some places. But again, they were relatively short over the weekend. I think even at the sort of worst point, maybe up to about 90 minutes or so is typically what we saw, maybe a bit longer in some places. But again, the queues are very, very hard to predict. But we do have teams on the ground working to move those through as quickly as possible. Some people are still getting appointments for vaccines. Others are being told they can walk in now if they're over 40. Are you encountering any confusion and what is your advice to the public? I think the advice to everybody is is quite simple. One is if you do get an appointment for a text message to attend for a vaccine, then please make every effort to attend that. If you're not going to, then just follow the instructions in the text to let us know. And secondly, do check hse.ie for the very latest detail on walking clinic times and who those walking clinics are open to. And also 
If you're going to a clinic, it's worth checking the HSE Live Twitter feed around latest queuing times. These changes have come fast, Frank, in the last few days in terms of COVID cases and restrictions and the acceleration of the vaccine rollout programme. I met some people in Ballybrit at the Galway Racecourse saying they, they were anxious to get this done before Christmas. They were hoping they'd have no side effects from these vaccines. They, they felt safer if they did it. Do you think some people might wait or put off their booster vaccine? And what is your appeal now? Yeah, I think some people may well wait till after Christmas. You know, we'd encourage everybody to get their booster as soon as they possibly can. You know, our our centres, you know, again, checking the details, they can see when they're open. But the programme is working right up until lunchtime on Christmas Eve. And then we're reopening again on the 27th of opportunity for people to get their booster. John Cook, thank you very much for that report from Galway. And indeed, if you've been getting your booster somewhere around the country, let us know how you've been getting on with that. Now, reports today, as you've been hearing from that Vox from John Cook in Galway, of numbers down in primary schools as some parents opt to remove their children for the last few days of school amid fears over the spread of Omicron. But are creches and after-school services seeing similar trends? Well, we're joined now from Ballyconnell in County Cavan by the owner of Clever Clogs, Paula Donoghue, and I know, Paula, that you're also on the National Council of the Association of Childhood Professionals. And many thanks for joining us on the programme this afternoon. Um, so you run a, a creche, a preschool and an after school service. And you'd have 150 children normally uh, coming to those different services. How have you been affected at the moment? Good evening, Sarah, and thank you very much for giving us the opportunity. Uh, sometimes we get forgotten in the early year sector. Um Yes, uh, we have seen a major drop-off in our numbers today, most particularly in our after-school service. We'll be down, I think I said to your researcher, but I did numbers crunching thereafter, and we say we're down at least 40% today with parents who have made decisions just to give themselves Christmas and possibly try and say, say, this side of Christmas. Okay, so 40% down today, and and I I suppose you might expect that for the rest of the week then in the run into the, the break. Absolutely, and it's going down. Like, I mean, the numbers are going down as we head in the rest of the week. We've had phone calls to say, look, not sending child in, or emails to say we're not sending child in. We're seeing this across the board. We see it in our sessional service only. It was down 50% today. In our all-day preschool, naturally, you've got working parents, so the drop-off is being less because they don't have the same freedom of choices. Mm. So you're down to about 10% drop-off. And more generally then with the um, pandemic and, and, and the, the virus, how have you been affected by that in terms of outbreaks or staff? Well, we've had outbreaks. We've seen outbreaks. We had a, um, I will be honest and say that we had a, a major outbreak at Easter, which involved uh, 13 children and four staff in one room, all in one pod. Um, so I come from the very sceptical point of view of children don't transmit. Um, I would be a little bit more concerned and that's only I can only speak from my own experience from what I saw my own eyes we saw 11 children and three adults go positive and a further two children on test number two so I don't know if that's not transmission I don't know what is um so yeah we've had it and we have staff off we currently have two members of staff off COVID related illnesses and I can only anticipate this is the beginning Mm. of a very very bumpy ride to January February yeah, well, certainly if, if you take that um, experience that you had at Easter and uh, I presume that you had all the various safety measures in place that you're required to have in place for the, for the virus and, and you still saw that sort of transmission, um, how do you think... We you had just passed a two-slit inspection, COVID-related okay. inspection by 100%. 
with nothing. They had actually praised us for our level of compliance with everything and we couldn't be doing any more. Unfortunately, like we had proven ourselves that we had put every measure in place to protect the children, their families and of course our staff. Um, but unfortunately, uh, you if it gets in, we, do, we can't stop it, <laughs> you know, in, in its ability to get around. So, uh, given that we know that this is a more transmissible virus, much more transmissible virus is, is, is what we uh, uh, assume at this point, uh, how do you expect January to go? Is there anything else you can do? or From a, from a crash point of view, we couldn't. We have extra staff on. We are cleaning everything within an inch of its life. We are doing the hand washing. We're doing all of our protocols. We have nobody in the building. We are complying with everything that has been requested of us and then some. So I don't think there's anything we can physically do more to stop it. I do anticipate a very, very rough month of January. I, If I'm being very honest, I'm saying if the staff, if it's this transmissible, um, and even if I have two or three relief, relief staff, I am probably going to be facing pod closures because of the sanctity of pods and certain staff members can only work in certain pods and if they're all sick or if they're restricting movements, et cetera, et cetera, it is going to have an impact. It is bound to have an impact. Mm. While children are pretty much asymptomatic, we still have to adhere to to the guidelines around them. Where it's coming, manifests itself in crashes, you'll see it in the adults. And if you don't have the adults, as we all know, we're extremely regulated industry or sector, and therefore we are stuck with very strong ratios. If we don't have the staff to fulfil our ratio requirement, we are facing pod closures or sending children home because we don't have the staff to actually uh, meet the, our legal requirements. Okay. Uh, well, I wish you well over Christmas at least and I hope you enjoy the break that you do get when you get it, Paula. And thank you very much for joining us this afternoon and to talk us through your own experience. No doubt we might talk to you again in the new year.